Hello everyone, this is uh, Trevor with Tea Time Reports. This is episode 9. Uh, it's come a long way so far, obviously. I'm gladly to announce here that we have Brady and Caden. A uh, little, uh, little trio here. Uh, tonight, our main discussion is uh, kind of doing a part 2 on movie sessions. I don't know if you guys have listened to that episode. It's a couple episodes prior to this one in season 1. So if you guys want to kind of get our grasp on what we kind of like, it was just Caden and I on the, on that episode. Um, but in this, we're going to be discussing some of the stuff we've been watching recently that we've just seen. Brady's, some of the, uh, some of his initial reactions as well. Uh, and just stuff of that nature. And then we'll probably wrap it up with some TV talk because uh, we're watching some pretty damn good TV shows as well right now. And if you haven't seen them, you need to. So, uh, Brady, I uh, showed you a movie called The Departed, and a couple episodes ago I actually talked about it myself. Um, what were your initial thoughts on that film? What did you take away, and how did you like it? Yeah, I thought that was honestly probably one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Because I know it's actually ranked in a lot of people's... Uh, it's in my top 15, bro. I know it's a, a pretty good movie, won a couple of awards, but yeah, I, I honestly enjoyed that movie. Just because of the story and like how there was two sides of the story mm. and like, it was- Did it you was, like the symbolism with the rats yeah. as well? It was, yeah, the rat, and it was in Boston, the gritty city, like good city, good setting for the show. Yeah. Or for the movie, uh, good storyline, good, good characters, good actors, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I know Alec Baldwin's disgraced now, if you will, but I, I enjoyed him in that film. I enjoyed yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, was, Mark Wahlberg was awesome. I And Matt Damon, kind yeah, of, Matt Damon spoiler was, alert, was pretty good. plays that villain type of character, kind of grasping. He was a desperate character. You don't character. see Matt Damon as, you don't. That, as that character. And he, he pulled it off well. And I'm, What was your favorite character in the film, if you will, or just name an I actor? Think, I think uh, Jack Leo. Nicholson, Leo Nardi DiCaprio, yeah, Matt Leo. Damon. Leo? Yeah. Definitely Leo. Why? Why? Just because he was trying to do something right and just he got caught. Himself. Yeah, yeah. Got caught a good in the guy. Wrong. Yeah. What else yeah. did you draw from his character? Not only his character, but his like adaptation, like what Leonardo DiCaprio was able to do acting-wise. Did you appreciate his range in that movie? Because he was kind of a deranged undercover cop. Uh, I mean, he was losing it, but at the end of the day, he did. He, just he had a moral to do compass, was right? Yeah, and try to put down Matt. Da- no, you're good. We already said spoiler alert, yeah. so you're good. He did, spoiler you know. Alert, the the yeah. whole the whole premise of the movie, like it, we it's were, just it's always since the start of the movie, it's kind of just like want him versus him. Like they don't know it yet, but I like that their paths are are leading up to each other. I like that. I like that a lot because, like like you said, they don't. Again, spoiler alerts throughout this entire episode. I we don't have filters to be able to you know censor that information out. I'm shouting out these movies, and I hope even with the spoilers, you'll seek them out yourselves because you have to see it and hear it to kind of believe it, uh, in a sense. And Caden, I know you, did you watch that with us? I I didn't. Wait, so, so, I know you liked the Departed. I know yeah, we watched, I watched it. it. I watched it uh, a while ago. The last time I watched it, probably was like. Maybe like six, seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll have to I, revisit that. I do need to revisit it. So I don't really remember a lot of it. I do remember him. What, what I can kind of compare his compare. Uh, what I can kind of compare his acting to in that movie was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo. Leo. Probably Shutter Island. You're just going crazy, running around everywhere. Another great like, movie. Just going off the walls. 2011 with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I've Ruffalo. never seen that movie. We gotta, we, we gotta show you that as well. Crazy, we'll definitely get movie. thoughts on that, Caden. And let's not say anything about that movie to Brady because it's kind of one of those films where you can only watch it once. Again, mm-hmm. we're discussing right now Shutter Island. But I but love to show that to people. That's yeah. that's like my number one movie I want. I, I like to show to people because it is one of those films where you can get a reaction. Um, but uh, another thing. I also wanted to ask you about The Departed. Again, made in 2006. Uh, Martin Scorsese as the director, featuring Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio. What do you think of like the symbolism behind the rats? I mean, the whole movie, again, was full of them. And not just like actual rats, but human rats, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's like corrupt cops, like everywhere it, it, it's about like a, the, the police system and the law enforcement system and there's just guys on either side of either a crime family or just the cops like the cops may be in on the Whatever crime the, family's yeah. business or maybe the the cops or the crime family's in on the cops business and undercover like a the guy that flipped so yeah. like there's a lot of guys that switch over they're you know seen as rats it, it, true it's, it was just insane that the final shot of the film was a rat. And, like, not just kind of like a focused-in shot on the rat, but um, one of those things where, like, the whole movie was kind of, like, just trying to tell you that, yeah, none of these guys are genuine. They're going to flip sides. They're great actors. They have so much going on. And it... I just love how the whole story kind of spiraled into one point where they all collided, all the characters, I mean, and I thought that that was just one of those movies where it's rare to pull that off with such a loaded cast because most films don't know what to do with such uh, such amount of, I guess, weaponry. If you have so many actors that can pull off so much, that have so much range, like Jack Nicholson is amazing. Chelsea. Huh? The Chelsea Football Club. Oh, God. Uh, Same thing. So much talent, they don't know how to manage it. And you'd see that in film. I mean, there's been so many movies throughout time that it's like, wow, that was disappointing, and you have this cast? Wow, how does that happen? But um, a movie we actually just watched today is Gamer. Um, Gerard Butler, 2011. Don't know the director, sadly. But it's one of those movies where it's not supposed to be, like, taken seriously. And if you do, then God bless you. But I, I appreciated the production value behind the film. It felt like a, a legitimate video game. And like it was one of those kind of movies where you just you're like, what the fuck am I watching? But it then, was an odd movie, but uh, an odd movie, but like it was ahead of its time in my opinion. And like I actually really appreciate the fact that there were so many like cool people in that movie. Ludacris was in it. Yeah, Luda. they got a lot of cool actors. And, and it was it was a cool idea, you know. It, I I I like I, I like it, you know. 
And it's if you don't know what this movie is based on, we're not going to spoil this one by any means because it's kind of hard to spoil. Yeah. I don't know the storyline to the even like the back of my hand, even though I literally just watched it. Yeah. It's not one of those movies where it just sticks with you. But uh, it has really good action, really good kind of, I guess, one-liners, a good villain, um, and honestly, a realistic like kind of take on life at this time, especially with like the metaverse and shit. Uh, it's pretty much about a billionaire who created two games. One is called Society and one is called Slayers. And in Society, you're able to control real people like they're like a CPU like in Ready a video Player game. One. Yeah, like Ready Player One in a, in a sense, but they're actual they're real, real people, people and you can be the player. Like prisoners and... But these people volunteer people for that, money. Yeah, they volunteer to do this. And that's in the game Society where you can kind of do a bunch of like weird fucked up shit like sexual shit or even like just treat these people that you play like garbage and like you a like, video game yeah it's yeah. legit like a video game and then in slayers they take death row inmates and then put them in a legitimate battlefield or call of duty scenario and say if you survive 30 battles you win your freedom and gerard butler of course plays a guy named cable and he's just a, he's a badass, bro. He's like, Gerard Butler always has a gun or a sword in his hand when he's in a film. It's just one of those things where he just pulls it off well. I enjoy it. I always love Gerard Butler's films. If you don't know who he is, he was Leonidas in 300. And that's probably his no, most known role. Uh, also in another great movie called Law Abiding Citizen with Jamie Foxx. Love that movie. It's a great love revenge movie. Um, what... What were your thoughts on uh, Gamer, Caden? I know you probably were just glancing in and out of the yeah, TV, but... because you showed me it once before, and this last time I didn't really, you know, think I'd, I didn't you know how to pay attention that much that I already watched it. Yeah. But, uh, I just, I do remember the, just how crazy it was, and I love what it says at the start of the movie. It says that it takes place in sometime... Uh, sometime in the future, right? Uh, well, it's at the beginning of the movie. It says um, years from this exact moment. Years. From so this whenever exact you watch it, it's years from. Yeah. So it's kind of trippy in a weird That's way. Cool. Brady, what were your thoughts on Gamer? I know you probably were like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Most of the time, but yeah. But what could I mean, you take away from? I mean, I guess like, like it was the cool acting. action. Yeah, yeah. Cool action. I mean, not the acting was that. the acting was all right. I mean, Gerard <laughs> Butler was good, but he's always like Gerard yeah, Butler, bro. But he made it a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the action was solid. The the effects weren't bad. I uh, I liked the movie. I th I think it was pretty solid. It's one of those movies where you just throw it on with your homies and you're yeah. just chilling. No one's really paying attention. Yeah. But if you want to tune mean, in, yeah, for if you want to tune in for like five, I mean, twenty minutes, like yeah. Five minutes of a badass gunfight scene, and yeah. But uh, I, I was also curious to see what you guys thought about Nope because we sadly didn't watch it. I've never seen the film up until a couple of days ago, um, and we didn't watch it before our episode on ET, which is like extraterrestrial. That was our last episode. If you guys haven't listened to it, but we, uh, this whole movie was weird. In my opinion, it was a. Uh, well, the start, the first like half of the movie, was really good. I, I actually really enjoyed the first half because it was like, it was kind of like eerie, like uh, I I don't know the actor's name, but the character his name was OJ. 
Yes. And he, like, didn't really say much, but, like, everything he said, like, short, just, like, direct to the point. I like... I, I liked the first act, yeah, like you just really said. Cool. The first yeah. hour was good, because yeah. it... I legit... it just got crazy with all the... I, I, I don't want to spoil it, because it is kind of a new movie, mm-hmm. but, like... I do genuinely appreciate the first hour, hour and a half of the film because it kind of reminds me of the story of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, a more intel- intelligent man than me can tell a greater story about it. Like, if you guys want to just listen, just look it up. It's on Joe Rogan's podcast. But um, genuinely, I-, I enjoyed the first half of this movie and it just got so strange at the end of it. Stephen Ewan, the guy, the Asian chap from um, The Walking Dead, yeah. He was weird in this movie. Very oh strange. God. And it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> you kind of are sitting back and you're like, damn, like, this actually, like, it could be a possibility what Jordan Peele and the writers are suggesting. And I'm not going to, like, again, I'm not going to spoil it. But I, I didn't appreciate how, like, it just felt goofy in the last hour, you know? It just, it was strange, and it, I feel like they just kind of let go of the story, and they were just utilizing these crazy shots, which I appreciate good cinematography, don't get me wrong, but like, it was just strange. It was a weird movie that I might have to watch again to be able to appreciate, but I, first watch, first impression, I can only say it was a little disappointing. It just got, the the only problem with it was in the second half of the movie, it just kind of got a little, just like, whack, like, out there. And Obviously UFOs that. and ETs. Like and the shit. UFOs were, was was cool. Like I'm not gonna spoil the main, the big twist. Yeah. But like, it, it was. It's obviously an it's alien out there. movie. But yeah. Like yeah, the first half was cool. Good acting. Good storyline. Like. The acting was good through all it was, of it. It was. It was. It was an interesting movie. That's what kind of drew me into watching it it was interesting and especially since we legit talked about et and then we were like scrolling through amazon prime and we're like oh nope we should watch this <laughs> you know but uh i i don't know i'm gonna have to watch it again before i give like a legitimate rating or a re- review on it because just one of those films where i feel like you have to watch it a couple times to actually appreciate or understand it and it was it was a little strange. I'll say that. You know, that's I guess what we could wrap up on Nope. But uh, what have you guys other than The Departed? Brady, have you seen any other movies in the past couple days you want to talk about? Um, no, I really haven't, honestly. Caden, how about yourself? I mean, you talked about Law Abiding Citizen. I watched that not that long ago. I absolutely love that movie. That movie's crazy as what, well. What Gerard Butler brings to the table in that movie and his acting and just... The, also, it's the, the screenplay too. He's just a man on a mission for revenge to find the man who yeah, killed his daughter, insane. killed his wife. He's going through mountains just to make these dudes' lives hell. But he lost himself along the he way. He did lose himself along the way. He lost his own way. And, and he, he realized that right at the end of the movie when the, when the cop gave him that... Well, Jamie Foxx... Jamie yeah, Foxx Fox. gave it to him, bro. Jamie Foxx gave him the bracelet, and he realized that he had just lost the only cause that he was fighting for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if there was even a cause at that point. Yeah, he lost his cause. He was just he was. on a blood... He was on a mission, bro. Blood he lost. lost it. And it's that's a good movie, too. Like, like you said, that's a great movie. He was on a mission that had no... 
Yeah, that, that had no, uh, like, what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's no light at the end of the tunnel on his shit, bro. Was, I mean, he was literally destined. Way he knew he was... Is, is death by a gunner in the, in the pen, bro? There's no objectives. There's, there's no objectives. Life in prison. Objective was gone. That's, yeah. That's all they had left, bro. But, like, if a, if a revenge story movie can pull that off, then... I feel like that's that's solid, bro. Because you yeah, actually Jamie felt Fox for the guy. I love Jamie Foxx. And speaking of Jamie Foxx, there's a movie that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough, and I'm gonna take a couple minutes of my time here and your time to talk about it. There's a great film, 2006. Michael Mann is the director. If you don't know who Michael Mann is, Miami Vice with Colin Farrell, 2004, I believe. Jamie Foxx is also in that. Michael Mann loves him some Jamie Foxx. So there's a movie in 2006 called Collateral. Tom Cruise is in it. Jamie Foxx is in it. And Mark Ruffalo is also in it as a little side character, if you will. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'd like to just say a couple of reasons why. Tom Cruise. Jason Statham has a cameo at the very beginning. And people say that his uh, character from Transporter... I don't know if you guys have seen the Transporter trilogy, but the character from that, they say it's linked to this movie, and it was just so fucking awesome to see that, because, like, it's just, that's art. They're, like, connecting dots through different realms and universes and storylines, and it's just sick. But this movie, Collateral, was based on a taxi cab driver who, mistakenly, gets the misfortune of getting a hitman to, uh, I guess, pay that cab fare. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. And... I, I'm not gonna spoil it because this is a movie that, like, if you are listening, you need to watch. Like, yeah. it is a movie you need to watch. Tom Cruise is absolutely f just stunning in this movie. Like, he he blows me away. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is another character. Like, he's just another actor that throughout the past 25, 30 years, he's just been in great movies. Like, there's some movies where you're like, ah, oh, you know. But, like, he's been in great stuff. Ray, uh,. Obviously, collateral, and just he's he's so relevant still. Django, Django, obviously right. with Quentin Tarantino. Movie, That's one of his best. But dude, if you watch Collateral, you might disagree. Okay, okay. Collateral is just one. It's arty. It's it's artsy too. It's gritty. It, it sadly, Jada Smith is in it, but. But she's good. You she's don't good. Like her, no, well, wait, that's a discussion that <laughs> I think we could definitely have for another time. I think she's uh, the definition of a human yeah. waste bin. Yeah. That whole family kind of is, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, you kind of can't pay too much mind to celebrities. I appreciate the art aspect of film. I talk yeah, about actors and their work. You can't worship a celebrity, an actor, or a musician. If you do, you know, that's on you. But I feel like. You can utilize what they do in their art and their craft and learn and kind of mold a, a genuine, like, look on life to what you see in film and what, like, stories can tell you. Because stories are important. Like, they really are. And even if they're fictional, like, they're important. Because how else would they be told, man? You get to see so much creativity uh, on, on the... On the TV, right. on on the cinema screen, in cinema. There's so much great things, so many great stories, so many great characters you won't forget. 
that just are able to be an actor. Not not just because of an actor, because a writer Leonidas, wrote this character. Like Leonidas is literally Gerard Butler. Yeah. Like that's what he looks like <coughs> in my mind when I think of Leonidas. Even though that was a yeah. Spartan king thousands of years ago, he, he looks like Gerard Butler to me now. Always, yeah, always. And it when, when a movie can just transcend not only you know a fictional char- character or a non-fictional character, but they can just transcend you know ink to legend. That's crazy. Well, I mean, like, that's yeah. legendary. That's when a film becomes iconic or historical. There's a couple throughout time. I'm not saying 300 is so fucking good that it's it's meant to be on the map, yeah, but it's I one like of it. those it's one of those movies that will never be forgotten. It's a iconic film. Um, Zack Snyder, shout out. Love that director. He did Watchmen, a great movie. And Man of Steel. Um, but no, I mean, when you actually think about it, it there's movies that have done that for, I, I guess, myself, but I feel like definitely for society. Um, you look at Marvel movies, you know, I mean, they're kind of iconic to everyone. Um, another iconic film in my eyes is No Country for Old Men. Woody Harrelson, I don't know if you guys have seen that, I think. Yeah, that's one of the best movies of all time, or at least in this century. Um, It's Javier Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones, Woody Harrelson, Josh Brolin. That was a loaded cast, and they knew what to do with it. They knew how to use these actors and give them characters that they fit perfectly. And then all of the perfect scene. It was a great movie, and if you haven't seen that, 2007, I, uh, I think it's Antoine Fuqua is the director. The name is escaping me. If that's wrong, you are allowed to crucify me. But that movie is also in my top 15. That is as good as The Departed, if not better. The, the story behind that is amazing. Tommy Lee Jones is narrating this entire story as it's going along. He's in the film as a character as well, but he's kind of relating the case and the story that's unfolding in front of him to his personal life and experiences, and that's what the beauty of it is. It's just this average guy, average Joe that's a sheriff of a small town. He's seen a lot, and he's seeing craziness in front of him, and he has to adapt and uh, or die to the situation in a sense. He's just trying to... Yeah. And it's not really all focused on Tommy Lee Jones. The main character is definitely Josh Brolin. Have your bear down. It's going to be a yin-yang situation. A guy that won't stop and a guy that can't be stopped. So it's it's one of those situations where it's like, damn, who's going to win? And honestly, it's a very fulfilling film. A lot of lessons in that. That's, that's a masterpiece, if I have to say so myself. Genuinely. It's one of those movies where I can't forget it because of how impactful it is. Like, there's so many great scenes, so many great characters, so much great acting in a, in a two and a half hour film. That's like, that's a gem. But it's not a gem, because a gem is like an undiscovered you know, film, like true romance, in my opinion. It's a hidden gem, though. It is. Not a lot of people talk about. And No Country for Old Men won plenty of Oscars. True Romance is so True Romance is uh, Christian Slayer. Uh, I can't forget the girl's name, but 1994, Tarantino wrote it, uh, had a writing credit at least, Tony Scott directed it, but what were your guys' thoughts on that film? <coughs> we, we touched on it briefly. Clarence is raw. Clarence. Clarence played uh, by I don't, I don't Slater. Slater? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whenever he was on screen, it was like, you, you were looking at like a whole different human being, like, like someone you've never met before. 
Yeah. Just like a whole <laughs> different person. You know he's what I mean? cr- he's, he's on his own other level. He is. And it is it, what's, what's the girl actress? I can't remember her name. She was amazing in this in this film too. I mean, you had Brad Pitt make that little cameo. <laughs> they also and had uh, just, just all James Gandolfini, the guy that was mm-hmm. in The Sopranos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in there for a little for a little cameo. No. Yeah, that movie, like, if there's a movie that has no lines, it's that it ca- one. And it captivates you, bro. It does. That movie captivates the Tom hell Sizemore was in it. Tom Sizemore was in it. And all the crazy Rest shit that was going on in that movie, bro. Was, everything was off the walls. It was. It all ended up... It all ended up... And... Who won? I guess. Uh, I guess... Clint? Clarence no, won. No one won. <laughs> but if you haven't seen that film, definitely check it out. It's called True Romance. That's one of those movies that you gotta you gotta watch and just see it to believe it. Uh, it oh my God, Gary Oldman's in it. Yeah, plays Gary a guy Oldman, named yeah, Drexel. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. Crazy stuff in that movie. Uh, it's a white boy day. I didn't know it was a white boy day. <laughs> <laughs> one of those films where you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? But it's so fucking good. It, like you just said, it's captivating. It keeps you wanting to watch because it's literally a cocaine cowboy movie, a Bonnie and Clyde type movie. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And I love it. I love that movie. It's it's that's what a movie should do to you. It should take you through every bend and turn of emotional fucking stash. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck? And you're like, holy shit. Hell yeah. You know, there's so many great moments in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the great emotions. You got mean, seriously, I mean I, I, it just it can't terrify you. It can't make you piss yourself. It's not gonna make you cry. But uh, you'll be on the edge of your seat. Yeah. You'll be on the edge of your seat. That's for sure. Or, or you can just like engulf your mind. You know, engulf your entire intention. Christopher yeah, Walken yeah. has one of the best scenes of all time in that movie, and you'll know it when you see it. Yeah. Just know that. I mean, he literally. There's. <laughs> I won't even say anything. Chris Walken's one of the most legendary legendary actors of all time. Oh, 100%. 100%. He's been phenomenal in everything. Can you give me a Have you ever seen that movie, Trey? I think so, yeah. Gosh, when was that made? 90s. 90s. He was in uh, Pulp Fiction as well. He's like, you see this ring, son? Your father shoved this ring up his ass and killed it there. And... and Something like that, bro. That's if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, film. bro, you have to watch it too. Well, that was actually good. That's There's some questionable parts of that movie that yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Yes. And uh, the basement scene as well. Yeah, the basement dungeon. Uh, yeah, we, we probably shouldn't bring that up on air. It's one of those things yeah, where like, what, one like what, it's a good what, movie, but like, whenever I see that scene, I'm like, what am I watching? There's no lines in that film, and I, I appreciate that about films that, you know, are able to do that and are willing to do that, but obviously you see some wacky shit when you are watching a movie like that, especially a Tarantino film. His movies are always insane, and... Oh, gosh. Fun fact, if you watch his movies, you can genuinely always find a legitimate, like, shot of foot, or like a feet, female feet. He has a foot fetish, and it's very well known. All of his movies have, like, weird shots of feet in them. You can always check that out if you're into diving that deep, I guess. But, uh, 
he had a, made a movie in 2009 called Death Proof, and it's literally about uh, Kurt Russell just going on a rampage and killing groups of women with his car. And, uh, <laughs> dude, literally, yeah, no, it's insanity. It's it's one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen, but I, you know what, I can actually watch it. It's, yeah. It's not bad, um, but it's probably his worst movie he ever made. Uh, but I, I actually can find some enjoyment in it. It's just insanity in a, in a film. And, like, literally after the first wreck, because they don't even, like, arrest Kurt Russell's character, the two cops go in there and they're like, Oh no! This man was just having a little fun. Like he, it's like bro, he literally <laughs> launched his car off of a fucking incline, and killed four women. Yeah, I've never seen that. No, we gotta watch it at some point. I want your reaction. Just having a good time. That's weird. Like bro, I'm like, how are you a sheriff? Like uh, what? A good American rodeo. But no, like he literally decapitated four women with his car, <laughs> and like they're like, this guy's good, you know? He's okay to leave. But uh, no, that's a great movie in my opinion. Um, we have, uh, we have a little to talk about on TV shows, I guess we can say. Uh, me and Brady have been, obviously, watching Spartacus for a long fucking time now. A little over, I'm gonna say, a month and a half, probably a little longer than that. We're on season three as of right now. Brady, at this time, what are your thoughts on the show? I mean, with the actor change of Spartacus, obviously, in season three... Like, it takes a little bit of time to, to, um, get used to it, the new actor, but honestly, he's still solid. The action's really good, actually. Um, the acting, yeah, the acting's solid, too, and, uh, and the story's great, because it, now it's like, kind of like, in, in the first season and the second season, they stayed in Capua, yeah. which is the, the glad, if you don't know about the show, it's like, the Gladiator Center. Yeah. It's like the sister city to Rome. Sister city to Rome. This, this takes place in Roman times. But season three, it's a whole new season. They're on the run during a, a, a slave, like, revolt war yeah. in Rome that actually happened. That Spartacus actually led in real life. Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah, it's a pretty legendary legendary story. And if you have, get a chance to watch that show, please do. So you're liking it so far? Oh, yeah, that's, it's a really good show. One of the best shows I've watched, honestly. No, I, I fucking love it, bro. The story is just legendary. You can't beat it. Just a man on a mission you, with his homies. What do you think about Gannicus's story? Gannicus. Yeah, uh, cool. you, you got to see young Crixus in the second season. Yeah, that was solid, but honestly, I think the third season is, even right now, even though we have, we're probably like halfway done with it, I think right now my, my first favorite is the first season. Second is... The third season, and then last of the second season, just because it, it didn't have Spartacus, and yeah. I mean, I still like the season. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, it was a, it was a short season. That's good, like without Batiatis. Well, he was other, in the second season. Yeah, he was Batiatis. I, I really like, Batiatis was honestly one of my favorite. I think he was probably my favorite character season one, honestly. Yeah. He's awesome. Guys, you know, he, I I love Batiatis, but. Uh, Spartacus is definitely my second favorite pick. Might be my first, I don't know. I'm definitely check it out. Like it's yeah. it's, on, it's on Stars, really probably on HBO. I know it's on Amazon Prime. And if you know me personally, just if you want to borrow the hard copies, just let me know. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm rewatching it with Brady, and season three is really good so far. 
Season 2, I love the story of Gannicus because he actually won uh, oh, quite a bit. For so he won his freedom. He won his freedom. And uh, again, these characters are based on the tales of real people. Real Roman politicians, real Roman generals, real actual people that had an act in history. No, it's very exaggerated. It's The show is exaggerated as fuck. But these people existed. Yeah, the, the, the names are real. Ovidius, uh, Claudius Glabrum. I mean, Crixus was a real guy as well. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, damn, it's really cool that you know, we're able to even just get a story to it, you know? And if you're into, I guess, medieval times or Roman history, mythology, and drama, and uh, it, exaggerated violence like with the gore the blood is really like cartoony for a live action and it's like I appreciate it because it exaggerates it and it like amplifies it makes it seem a little more gory because honestly there was those were barbaric times um, definitely a show worth watching if you haven't another show me and Caden have been watching for quite some time we've been dragging it out um, this is a discussion for quite some time like a, definitely a discussion worth you know, having is uh, we're on season six of Lost. Caden has never seen it. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of times before. But uh, Caden, what are your initial thoughts on the show? I know we're on season six, episode six. We have about we have about fourteen episodes left, maybe a little less. Um, but what are your thoughts on it? I was uh, you. It, uh, I saw from the first season. The first season we were. We were talking about, but the first season, yes. What were we? Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Season one was great. I mean, it, when I when we were starting to uh, like actually learn some stuff about the island they crashed on, you, you see all these you know big problems they're coming up with, and you realize those aren't the big problems that they're actually gonna have to deal with for the rest of their time on this island. It, I look back on on season one now, and you think about you know them just in the cave, and look how far they look how far they've come. There, season six, they were in houses, they were living, they were getting water, they were driving cars, and the second season, second season, you kind of learn a little bit more about the island. You learn a little, you get a little more familiar with the others, the Benjamin Linus, mm. and Mr. Echo. Yeah. You get you, Mr. Echo and the uh, the survivors from the Tailwind comes in. Bernard, Bernard and his wife. Uh, I forget her name, but they they, they uh, finally reunite. Yeah. And everybody thought people in the tail section were gone. And season three, I think that's when uh, Charlie. Spoiler alert! I think that's when Charlie went. Yeah. And the season three. Um. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Echo. Went and did his went, went and did the purpose. Yeah, they did. Filmed um, the journey. Mr. Echo had his ju judgment day. There's so many great episodes and great stories and great characters in the show so far. And obviously, we don't know the ending yet. I, I do, but Caden doesn't here. So I mean, I'm obviously watching it like I'm watching it for the first time. But uh, season four. Yeah, no, season four is when. Uh, Whit, well, Whitmore, and he learned about uh, Gang of Faraday, and uh, what, what's his name? Uh, uh, Miles. Miles. Yeah. Miles. Miles. He 
uh, the other girl that comes to the, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte that comes to the island, <coughs> and the, the boat, the boat that's offshore, Mr. Mr. Whitmore and, um, his boat, uh, Kimi, so, so, was it Sergeant Kimi? Oh, yeah, Martin Kimi, he was, a like a black ops guy, and, oh gosh, you, you, you'll see what happens to him if you want to watch the show. And then they start doing crazy, crazy stuff in season five, where, where, where they, they just travel through basically every touch of time. Yeah. They, they, they go everywhere, they, they, they live three years in the fucking 70s in houses and stuff. Like, they were civilized people. And this all sounds insane. It's, it's kind of like, you, you, kind of, like you have to watch it. Overview it or explain it or summarize it. You just gotta, I'm just telling how it is. Great it's, acting. It's kind of hard to, be, yeah, great acting. It's, it's, like now I'm hearing about it, and I'm hearing myself talk about it. It doesn't sound like it could be, it, it would be that, like, good. You know? For this plot to make good, it would be very difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they made it possible. It's it a is. very good show. Great they, character. They, they make the impossible possible, and they, they do it well. You know, they get yeah. watchable, which is what I really enjoy about it. And we just started season six. I put about uh, six or seven episodes in. I'm liking it so far. Can't wait for those uh, those, those two finale episodes, which are like like an hour long, two hours long, something like that. Yeah, they're pretty much movies. Yeah. But uh. No, I mean, the show itself, probably, probably my favorite show of all time. Uh, like I said, great characters, great acting, great writing, the stories are fucking amazing. It, compared, to se compared to season one, compared to season six, where was your brain in season one and then where was your brain in season six? I was completely out the window. You can't even, you can't even. You wouldn't guess what happens, but genuinely, if you haven't seen it, that's another show I would completely recommend for the pure fact of it's just iconicness to history and TV. It's probably one of the most successful shows of all time. Um, and I, I genuinely think if you haven't seen it, you should. It's a long, it's a long series, but uh, it's worth it. It's, it's an epic, if you will. It's written like a... Honestly, the, people compare the drama to Grey's Anatomy and it's kind of similar, but it's just way more entertaining in my opinion because you, get, you get the adventure, you get the uh, the whole aspect of like destiny and shit, and it's not taking place in one place all the time. There's always something different. There's flashbacks, great filler episodes, uh, episodes dedicated to one character to build them up, and it's just the perfect way to do it. And I, I don't know. I just I, I think that there will never be another Lost. There will never be another show like that. And if you haven't seen it, or if you need the hard copies, and you know me, you should watch it. Or if you can't watch it, just let me know if you know me. It's one of those things where I would honestly recommend it to everyone. Uh, it's it's a trip. Great uh, great lessons as well in that show. If you uh, look into that kind of shit like that, I mean, you can kind of learn a lot from like character development. Just in store, like in writing, it's it's one of those things where like you can relate to shit that some of these characters are going through and some of the obstacles they had to overcome. And Lost is pretty awesome because they kind of like add a realistic or a realism at like effect to it, where like the characters like you could go through some of those problems. And oh, I'm not gonna say your plane's gonna crash. Knock down wood, but uh, I you could 
end up in a situation like that where you kind of need, uh, I guess, to find out what your purpose is, and that's what kind of the show, that's what the show's kind of all about, is like these characters that were genuinely lost, became lost, but like kind of found themselves and okay. finding themselves as they go along. The, the title Lost kind of explains the entire show, because they truly are lost. Yes. Yeah. It's in awesome. every sense of the way. Very, very true. But, um, no, I mean, it's one of those shows that I think, again, recommended from everyone here. That is, Brady watched a little bit of it, um, kind of lost interest because of how long the show is, and that's totally understandable. It's a very long show. Episodes are about an hour long, and it's not an hour long, but maybe 40 minutes, but it's, it's a six-season show, so you kind of have to have dedication and commitment to want to watch yeah, and two find episodes out. Is like a movie. Yeah, seriously. But, um, no, I mean, it's, it, this has been a good discussion about... You, wait, you, you know other uh, TV shows I, I, I've, been, I've been getting through right now? I'm cranking through season three right now. Avatar. We visited Avatar. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. Uh, we kind of grew up on that show. Can you want a little bit, maybe expand a little bit on that? Yeah, I, uh... Avatar. Avatar is actually... Avatar The Last Airbender is actually one of my favorite shows, period, of all time. Yeah. Just because I grew up with it, and also, like, I mean, the animation, the story, the storytelling, like, every part of that show is just so perfect. And, like, watching that as a kid, just, like, growing up watching that, it was just, like, it was just awesome. Because, like, it has stories you can relate to, like, expand your who doesn't want to be a, yeah, who doesn't want to be a Earthbender, an Airbender? Concept for the show, like contorting the yeah, elements, spiritual show, like uh, I think it was some of it was built around like Buddhist and monks, and monks. Yeah. All, I don't know, I don't know if I'm correct, but like, yeah, the Airbenders were basically like monks and no. four nations. It was, it was a really cool show. And if you haven't watched that, you definitely need to. I think it's on Netflix. And but before we maybe bring this. To, to a little bit of the yeah, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about a little shout out to uh, the U.S. men's team who mm. played down in Granada, and it was seven to one. We let one get we let one get past Matt Turner, which is a, a little messed up on the clean sheet there. But Christian Pulisic had a hat trick on assists. He had three assists. And he had one goal. Absolute beauty. Um, McKinney, Weston McKinney. Had one, had one header goal, or actually not a header goal, it was an assist by a header, and he kind of just flipped it in. And the other goal was kind of like a bicycle almost, he kind of just put it right behind, right behind his back, right over the, uh, the goalie's head behind him, goalie didn't know what was happening, the entire game didn't know what was happening. Yeah, so that was a terrible yeah. performance by Granada. They were destroyed but in every phase. What, what were you? What, what, what's to expect? We're, we're USA, we're one of the best teams in soccer or, or football in the entire world. We're definitely top twenty without a doubt, and we're we're trying to. We're very very adamant right now on adding this new striker that plays in Leeds for uh, the League One, the League One club Leeds in France, and he is the. I'm pretty sure he's top three in goals right now. He has more goals than Messi. He has more goals than Neymar. He, he only has um, less goals than I think like maybe Lacazette or and Mbappe. I'm pretty sure something like that. So 
He's having himself a good season. He plays for the English team, but we're, he was technically born in the Bronx, so we can actually move him over to our team. Because he's not really going to start in the English team, so why would he play for them? Yeah. So we're, we're very adamant on, on trying to get him to move over to the USA team. And he posted a picture on his Twitter today of him at uh, Yankee Stadium with, uh, it said, Balogun. His last name is Balogun, or their own last, in the jersey, uh, Yankee jersey. That would be a big signing for Team USA, and definitely okay. shout out to those boys that balled out today. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, we'll definitely wrap it up here. This was a nice little movie sessions, part two. Brady, thank you again for being on sound. Uh, Caden, thanks for being here, yes, brother. And uh, this has been episode nine, and season finale. We'll actually be featuring our first very, uh, our very first interview with uh, Frank Carroll, aka Butch, the Pops. We call him Pops, but he's the uh, kind of the, pr the president, I guess the uh, the comptroller, the, the board operator of Fighting Words Network over on BlogTalk.com. Definitely a great show. Great guys over there. They love boxing. They love UFC. They love competition. Uh, so if you love sports, definitely check them out on Saturday and Wednesday night. Um, but that's going to be our first official interview for the pod, and we're going to have that for the season finale. So definitely stay tuned in for that. And if you don't, follow our Twitter, Instagram, at Tea Time Reports. Uh, it's much love, y'all. Shout out to Dale, and good night.